Impuls ist zum Amtsgrüß mit G. Hm. I feel like a band that hate. I, I just wish I could like know. I feel like you hate Mumford and Sons. I don't dislike Mumford and Sons. Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Never heard of them. Yeah, no, I've heard of them. Hate uh, them, don't you? I. They're not my jam. No. <sighs> why? Why would? That's a very odd band to just throw out and be like, oh, I bet you hate this band. Because I feel like that's not your shtick. Well, who the hell's listening to the Goo Goo Dolls in 2023? I mean, sometimes when the bourbon's flowing and the weather's right, slide comes on the Bluetooth speaker, you let it go. You just let it play. Speaking from experience. You're so weird, Dusty. You have no idea. No, I do, because I've worked with you enough to know how weird you are. Your, you music, your musical stylings leave me at a conundrum all the time. Dude, great wine, by the way. Um... The playlist last night was very weird. It was like, it went in from like Van Morrison to Bruce Springsteen to Frank Sinatra to Bleachers. Like, that's where I went last night. There's a lot going on. There was a Michter small batch being poured. There were Miller High Life 16-ounce uh, Tall Boys, because that's on Quit Your Pad, and aluminum. That was Miller Lite. It is what it is. Oh... You had Shakedown by the Grateful Dead playing, apparently. Yeah, Shakedown Street by the Grateful Dead. Yeah. My buddy Mike just texted me and said that you were playing. He said he liked that you played that. He's seen the Grateful Dead, like the actual Grateful Dead, I think like 15 times. He saw Jerry? Mm-hmm. How old is this man? 50. I just oh, okay. went to his 50th birthday party. Okay, well, he then that, a, that... He had a Rolex for his 50th. Well, that's nice. That tracks, though, if he's 50, because, yeah, I mean, I'm 39, and I was even still too young to see Jerry. You call me a liar? No, I'm not. If the guy's 50, that You're tracks. That makes sense. Friends. Not old shaming anyone. Gosh, man. I'm jealous that he got to see Jerry play. I got to see his I'm guitar at sure. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's cool. It was cool. Cleveland gets a bad rap. I'll, I'll let people know. I think my favorite Jerry story, and there's a lot of them, is he, this is a true story. There's a video out, and he said that he was getting ready to do a show, and this like room service guy pulls into the room with a giant cake and he's like, Oh man, that thing's definitely loaded. And he tells the camera, he's like, yeah, so I didn't do any of the cake. I didn't want any of the cake. I knew it was loaded with acid, but he said, he told the guy that brought it in real quickly though, I'm going to try the frosting. And he took his finger across the frosting, ate it. And the guy was like, in a sure panic look was like, there's over 2000 hits of acid in all that frosting. And Jerry Garcia being the experienced person that he was said, I just went, oh, boy. And he went out and he played, and he said that he started to hallucinate that there was, like, a lynch mob coming towards him, and the only way to get them to regress was to play better. And he said it's one of the best nights he's ever played in his career because he's just, like, ass it out, bro. Like Doc Ellis. You know, you're familiar with Doc Ellis? He threw a no-hitter on acid, allegedly. said, Said the glove was, like, super huge. The bat was like a snake. But steroids don't do them. A couple acid squares before a baseball game might enhance your performance. I would even probably advise against that. I've never done acid, uh, if we're being on air and honest. Uh, never done it. Not denying that I wouldn't, but I've never done it. I'm just afraid I'd turn into like Veruca Salt and Willy Wonka where they start licking the wall. Who knows? Uh, after hours, not acid hours. That's a show right there. Uh, maybe in the future. But... Um, 
what I will say is a lot of you are confused, as you should be, with the way the NFL has handled things this week. Um, but the one thing that you cannot be, um, there's no way this is a real band. The Butthole Surfers, there's no way that's a real it's band. It's definitely a real band. They played a song way back in the how day. You, oh, God. It was on MTV. <laughs> they had a video for the song Pepper. Oh, God. That's really their name, the Butthole Surfers? I've actually heard surfers are buttholes. We have to get you verified, Dusty. It's time. I think we're kind of over the verification process. Anyways, um, so Chiefs Raiders, control the narrative, right? There's nothing else you can do other than that, right? You, you're, you're now the one seed. You're going to get a bye. If you play Buffalo, it's on a neutral site. I think that's kind of interesting because now it's like the league is, is, is I don't know if that's fair to say. I feel like there's a little bit of tiger proofing for those of you unfamiliar with the tiger proofing. When he won the masters by a ton of strokes, the next year they, they tiger proofed it because they didn't like that. He was winning this, uh, you know, like that he was, that he was winning this, that he should win this. But what the league didn't realize is that by tiger proofing the, the masters, because I think at the time they didn't like that an African-American male was winning golf. You can look it up. Um, they made the course harder and longer and, and, and tougher to go because Tiger was shortening with how far he hit the ball off the tee box that the next year they moved everything back. They made things a little bit rough. Well, all that did was make it even harder for everybody else and just make it challenging to Tiger Woods. Now the league has said, here's the deal. We're changing up the playoff system. Now we're going to have a neutral site if it's team A, team B, or team C in these situations. But all I can say is that this is Raider week, and all you can do is focus on the Las Vegas Raiders and continue to win football games. Because I feel like some of the fans, again, I'm not calling everybody out. I'm just saying what I, what I see, what I get tweeted, what I get told. I feel like certain Chiefs fans are spoiled. And what I mean by that is that, yeah, you're used to winning. It, and again, I know there's a lot of Chiefs fans that are Missouri Tiger fans, so I don't want to say that you're KU fans, but like KU will play 30 games and they'll go 27 and three. And in those three losses, those certain KU fans will be like, just, I don't know, man, I'm worried about this team. <laughs> it's like you have three losses and they're all in your conference. Two of them are in your conference and one of them was to like Duke. Now, the Chiefs have three losses. They're to Indianapolis, which if you would have won that game, you would have never been in this situation from the jump. The other two, Cincinnati-Buffalo. Makes sense. Played Buffalo, lost that game at home. Played at Cincinnati, your superstar tied in, got the ball stripped from them, then they went and scored. That ended up being the deciding matter. It is what it is. Feelings are going to get hurt. But all you can do is just keep winning. And I don't care the Chiefs beat the Raiders 44 to 10. Just win. I get it. Winning by a large margin and covering that spread that now you can legally bet on in Kansas might shift your decision one way or the other. But either way you want to look at it, the Chiefs have lost in the last four years two games in the last four games of the season. They've only lost twice. Once was to Cincinnati last year. The other one two years ago to the Los Angeles Chargers because you rested your starters. Every other year, the last four games of the season, the Chiefs have won. And I don't know if you've been keeping track this year, but in the last four games, there's one to play. Chiefs are 3-0. and 
winning and staying healthy. The two most important things you could possibly do right now. I understand there is confusion when you beat the Raiders 27-24 or you're down by 17 at home to the Raiders and have to come back and win. It's A, still a win, and B, you're escaping without injury. Now, this last week against Denver, some players got banged up. Legereus Sneed, Joe Tooney, Harrison Butker has back tightness. But the thing about this is that as long as you win and as long as you continue to move forward in winning fashion and you go 14-3 and and you're the one seed, the most important part about being the one seed, I think, is obviously home field. But a shy tier second, that week off. That entire week off where you get to just sit back, relax, stay at home in your own bed. Han bedding, sleep number, I don't know what it is. But you don't have to travel. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to risk injury. And you need to stay home. So you still have that. You still can control that. Control it. Go beat Vegas. Also, if you beat the Raiders... This will be the second time in the Mahomes-Andy Reid era that the Chiefs will have swept the entire AFC West. And if you want to take a guess on when it happened again, you either A, listen to the show at seven at 6 o'clock, or B, you're just a really smart fan. 2019 ended in a pretty good year. But again, control the current narrative. The current narrative is it's Raiders week. Go beat the Raiders, who have benched their starting quarterback, who have an incompetent head coach, and half the team is checked out. I get it. I don't talk to these guys. I can't read their mind. Telekinesis isn't a thing that we know of yet, which teleportation or telekinesis, I don't know which one I'm choosing if I had the option. I don't know if I want to read everybody's mind. That might suck. But the one thing that I can tell you is that if you beat the Raiders, you control the one seed, you control the bye, and if you get to the AFC Championship game and it's on a neutral site, it is what it is, man. At least it's not going to be in Indianapolis. That is one thing we do know for a fact. It is not going to be in Indianapolis. Could be somewhere Midwestern-y, could be Houston, could be Pittsburgh, could be Minneapolis. Who knows? But all I know is just keep winning. Whether it's by one or by 20, just keep winning. You're winning. You're adding up wins. You have 14. We come back. What winning against the Raiders could mean. Also, we did this earlier, but I'll break down fewer of the milestones coming up for Mahomes and the Chiefs and others involved if they beat Vegas this week. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio.
Morgan. My microphone cord got stuck in the wheel, so I had to get it out. We're good now, though, promise. Um, somebody says, Grateful Dead, and you criticize Rush, please. Different folks, different strokes. Pearl Jam, question mark. Yes, I, I don't know what I was saying. Awesome, love him. Would love to see Eddie Vedder live. Also, he's a big Springsteen fan, so there's that. Um, yeah. Dan and KCK, good evening, Dusty. Chiefs will win by three touchdowns and beat the Raiders and get the one seed the Chiefs play on a neutral field for the AFC title game. Um, yeah, I don't know. So he's also glad to see DeMar Hamlin doing well. Exactly. Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana. Now there's a banger. I mean, 3 a.m. by Maxbox 20, that'll get you going. There's nothing wrong with that. Either way. Uh, someone asked if Tooney is okay. Yes, he's fine. I think he's just got, like, a banged-up ankle. I think is what it is. Um, but again, control you can control. Somebody says they hadn't watched Mizzou since KU because he was busy with holiday stuff, watched the Arkansas game, and was hot to go to sleep. What's the opposite of sports horny, sports hangry? Uh, by the way, future uh, programming, Jed, we're doing a swear jar. I think it's kind of funny. Um, just I'd, be- I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't swear. Yeah. Um, because I've been told by fans that I have, like seven, that their children enjoy the show. They enjoy the Chiefs takes. And I can't be out here saying, you know, curse words. So we have a swear jar um, that we're going to start next Tuesday. Not not yet. Oh, so I can get them all out tonight so I can say hell and damn, mm-hmm. crap, ass. Yep. Because that, and every time you do it, <laughs> swear jar. Well, that was four. Yeah, so you would put a dollar in because it's a quarter every time you cuss. It's expensive. But next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I can, like I said, get them all out tonight. Yep. And make sure that you let the people know that it's you saying that, not me, because I'm not a cusser. Uh, that's not true. I've heard you off the mic. Do we, uh, mm-hmm. f- during pre-show, do we count that, or is nope. that free rain? It's just on, on air? On air. So during breaks, that's all good? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Well, they're not hearing me during the breaks. They don't know. You don't know that. Maybe I you didn't turn that. off your mic. No, I do know that. I do know that. Um, that I have done. I have not. I have done that before where I have not turned on my mic, and that was not good. Um, so this is from Doug Clawson on Twitter. He writes for CBS. Uh, he has 10 potential milestones that you could watch uh, in the Chiefs game, some of which I think are a little bit more important than the others. Uh, the obvious is Mahomes can lock up his second MVP award, which I don't know how he hasn't already. I think right now in Vegas, it's minus 1400 <laughs> which means if you want to win $100, you got to put down $1,400. Good luck with that. Um, but the greatest thing about that is that he's 27 years old, and he will have two MVPs, Four straight AFC Championship appearances, two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl title, and a Super Bowl MVP before 30. He'd be the second quarterback in NFL history to have two MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP before turning 30. That's pretty insane. The other one that's kind of crazy is that 
Drew Brees' single-season NFL record of 5,562 total yards from the line of scrimmage, so passing and rushing. Mahomes is just 186 yards shy of that. That record, 100% is getting broken. Possibly in the first half, slash first quarter. Like, could you imagine if he has like 151 yards for passing in the first half, and he's got 30, what, 35 rushing? Game over. The one that probably won't happen, but again, I don't know. Um, Mahomes is 430 passing yards shy of breaking Peyton Manning's single-season NFL record of 54-77, you know, that year, when Peyton just went off. 55 touchdowns and 5,400 yards. The Denver Broncos, that's the last time the Denver Broncos have been relevant. Um, Travis Kelsey is 117 receiving yards shy of breaking his own single-season record in the NFL uh, for tight ends of 14-16. So as much as we talk about Patrick Mahomes and milestones that he makes, Travis Kelsey is having a milestone year. He's now one of the most four prestigious tight ends in the history of the NFL when it comes to receiving yards. He's had more consecutive 1,000-yard seasons than any tight end ever. And at one point was tied for the league lead in touchdown catches. Travis Kelsey this year has been unpredictable, I guess would be the best way to say it, because when people see guys in the NFL turn 32, they think, well, hang on. This is where it all falls off. That's not happening with Travis Kelsey. The other thing that's great is that without Tyreek Hill, which I thought was the most interesting thing this offseason, right? Like, two is the most accurate quarterback. The Dolphins are going to be a surprise team. The Dolphins are the you know, they're the buzz team. You got Waddle, Hill, Tua, so on and so forth. New head coach. Now there's like rumors that he could possibly get fired, which is really weird that, that anyways. But without Tyreek Hill, Doug Clawson on Twitter writes, no Tyreek, no problem. The Chiefs can become the first team to lead the NFL in scoring offense after losing a Pro Bowl wide receiver from the previous season since the 1981 Chargers. The reason we bring that up is because, of course, you remember, everyone said, Chiefs offense is going to take a step back. Patrick Mahomes may not be the same thing. Keenan Allen said somebody's about to get exposed. Well, it's not Tyreek Hill and it's not Patrick Mahomes. Who is it? Is it your Chargers? Is it Justin Herbert? I'm confused. And Patrick Mahomes just needs four touchdown passes to match Drew Brees' 195 that he had in a five-year span from 09 to 13. The sad thing about that is Drew Brees has been playing quarterback for seven years. This is Patrick Mahomes' fifth year as a starter, 27 years old. So when Patrick Mahomes is 32 and he's breaking records that were set by guys that were 37, 38, and I don't want to hear this, well, Patrick Mahomes plays 17 games. He hasn't played the last game of the season in three of the last five years. He's going to play it this year, but he hasn't yet. Don't think he played it last year. If he did, he played like a quarter. The year before that, he definitely didn't play because they lost to the Chargers. And the year before that, I don't think he played that either. So, again, Patrick Mahomes hasn't played a full season in general himself. Again, he's only started four full years in the league, and he has these types of records. And the one that sticks out the most to me, because this offense was supposed to struggle, is that with 26 points against the Vegas Raiders this Saturday at 3.30 tomorrow, remember, you can hear it all on 
106.5 The Wolf, our sister station. You can hear pregame here on 610 as well. Simulcast on uh, 106.5 The Wolf, Josh Klinger, Fesco in the morning, sideline reporter, Dayton Hughes of the Players Only Show, and then the late, the awesome, the great Mitch Holtz. But with 26 points, the Chiefs would join the 1940-50s Rams and the 2000s Patriots as the only teams with 30 points per game in a five-season span all time. Quite a run in Mahomes' fifth season as a full-time starter. Fifth year. We think he's going to play, what, 15 years in the league? This is one-third of what's about to be one of the greatest careers we've ever seen in the NFL. Again, he's 27. I really think it's the cowbell in the song that does it for me. An underappreciated instrument. And a great skit on Saturday Night Live. Great song, though. I think it's interesting. I'll talk about this on Sunday. We'll be on the air from 9 to noon. Uh... Top 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcast of 2022. Out of the top 25, how many do you want to guess, Jed, were football? Out of the top 25? Most watched U.S. TV broadcast of 2022. Out of the top 25, how many do you think were football? Uh, 17. 23. Nailed it. Yeah. The only two that weren't were a political programming. So I would assume like presidential coverage or like something like that. Probably. I mean, it was an election year. Yeah. Those came in at 7 and 24. Everything else, NFL. College football peaks the, the most watched at 34. Out of the top 35, Jed, do you want to guess how many were NFL? So you said 23 out of 25. Mm-hmm. Out of how many? You 35. Said 35. So we had 10 more. Let's go with 27. 33. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Really good at this game. Yep. The Olympics coming in at 36th. <laughs> Not a huge fan of the Olympics, to be honest with you. I don't really? really. I mean, okay, let me take that back. I don't watch every Olympic event, but there's like three that I will watch. Like I like the 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 running, like when they do the hundred meter, the four buys. I love that. Um, swimming when Phelps was in it. Other than that, I don't really care. Um, the running, I do. I do love running. What's the What's it called in the Winter Olympics where they ski, shoot, and slow? Biathlon. Yeah, that one's cool. See, I think to me it's – Curling, eh. Curling's boring. It's just but to me, a, one yeah. of the, the the reasons why the Olympics are must-watch TV is because you only get to see these events once every four years. So you forget just how entertaining. Like, my thing with the Olympics is if you wanted to become a luge person or mm-hmm. skeleton or bobsled – how do you go about that if you live in the United States? Where do you go to find a bobsled track? What the hell, man? You're limiting your your fans. Like, I, I don't know. Is there a bobsled track in Kansas City that I need to know about? Ugh. I mean, I don't know. Also, like, bobsledding terrifies me. Like, if I'm going to die... I don't want to have a man's junk tattooed to my back going 100 miles an hour on ice. I'd rather just, you know, die solo. Because you're you're tied in that little, you know, you're in that little tube. You guys are in it together. Nobody's surviving that crash, in my opinion. 
and everybody is very like a sea do accident. You want to be on that thing solo. I don't know what you wear underneath your swim trunks. Me, nada. I don't know if I want to die on a sea do. Sean Kingston, he almost did actually. Good thing he didn't. Um, somebody says, Dusty, remember I told you a couple weeks ago, don't worry about your MVP bet. Remember I told you we would get the one seed. Remember when I told you? There's a lot here. We will win the Super Bowl and still possible, probable, and the MVP is pretty much in the bag at this point. Thumbs up, Neil from Lone Jack. There you go. Hmm. From the 914, what is that, the 954? I don't know what area code that is, but I, I dig it. Um, has anyone asked, oh, this is, okay, this is Neil. Has anyone asked Damar if he had, if we had wanted the game to be played, to your knowledge? Has Zach Taylor or anyone from the Bengals made an official statement or held a press conference regarding the decision? Uh, no, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I I don't think anybody's asking what what Damar Hamlin's opinion is of a game. I just know that he asked who won. They said, you won. You won life. That's all. We need to really know about that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I will say um, that whole situation uh, with the playoff scenario with the NFL, they fumbled it, man. Like, they just, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't do a good job, right? In fact, here's the deal. The NFL, which had a chance to just stick to its guns, make a rule that already has existed, stick to it. And in my view, there were four options you could have done. A coin toss, a tie, cancel the game and go by win percentage, which they should have done, which is their own rules, or push the playoffs back a week and play the game. They decided to go a different outcome that is very messy, which involves too many clubs. In fact, in a lot of those clubs... Some of them didn't even vote on what they were supposed to do today. In fact, the Chiefs, being one of them via Jeremy Fowler, says on Twitter, the Chiefs abstained um, from voting on the proposed AFC playoff changes per source with the thinking that teams directly impacted by the changes should not vote due to bias. AK pleading the fifth. They pulled a Mark McGuire at the steroid hearing. I plead the fifth. I did not. I don't want to have anything involved with this. And I get it. There's going to be people that are upset with that. There's going to be people that have their own opinion why the Chiefs didn't vote. But look, it wasn't just the Chiefs that were that were staying away from this. Like we talked about Cincinnati earlier. We talked about what what their their front office was doing, and they were trying to get people to go no against anything. And. I think what gets the Bengals kind of confused is that is that it's a coin flip. And I, I can't get over this enough. And I know we talked about this earlier, but it's just, it's mind-blowing that an organization that has as much revenue as the NFL, which you would think, me personally, that if something makes a lot of money and something continues to be the, we brought it up earlier, the most viewed thing that there possibly is at least twice a week, Sometimes three times a week. I bet it wins Monday, Sunday, Thursday. And even though Thursday is only on Amazon Prime, I think I saw the stat. They had like a 51% boost in members the night of the first Amazon Prime game, which happened to be Chiefs and Chargers. Because people were just like, well, screw it. I'm not going to miss this game every Thursday. So they started buying Amazon Prime. NFL, thank you. Amazon, NFL, shakes hands. What do we do? Spent so much money on Amazon, we sent the... uh, the creator to the moon or to space. I don't know where Bezos went. He went somewhere in space because of the money we spent on Amazon. 
But the fact that an NFL company or the company, the NFL, the, the, the organization, the big gigantic conglomerate business that it is that makes all the money that it makes, that has us all entertained week in and week out. And here we are. Can't stick to its rules. And the best way I can describe it is that you're playing a pickup basketball game and your buddy says, whoever gets to 11 first wins, but you got to win by two. And then what happens is you both get to 10. And instead of saying whoever gets to 11 and wins by two, whoever wins by two, once we get to 11 is the winner. You say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to shoot free throws. Best of five wins the game. You had the original rules agreed upon, put away, stowed away for whatever the situation may call for them to be brought up. Just like the NFL did. Win percentage. But I think I know why the NFL panicked. <clears throat> and I think the NFL panicked because of what was displayed on TV. And some guy earlier tonight said the whole, how many guys that are firefighters, policemen, and, and military people have died on their field? Several. Too many, to be honest. How many of those have been on national television? Played over and over and over again. Not many, not many at all. And on that Monday night, a player, we all saw it, just like the Tua thing, right? When the fingers went in on that game on Thursday night, I think it was, and he was on the same field. And we saw like what looked like rigor mortis kick in because the brain had shut off because he was hit so hard on the ground. That sent a panic wave of everyone. In fact, it made the NFL change its concussion protocol because, again, they panicked because there was no, well, what you saw technically is it. No, what I saw is a man have a cardiac arrest on TV. And what I saw with Tua was I saw a man who clearly was brain dead. And what does the NFL do? Oh, man, we can't get around this one. How do we figure this out? And so what they did is they went away from their original rules, which was if something like this were to happen, then you go off win percentage. But since something was viewed and affected not only sports, not only news, TV, everything, everything was DeMar Hamlin the next day, as it should have been. 98-1, KMBZ, Scott, and Dana, Scott Parks and Dana Wright talking Buffalo game. And now you have these, these rules that get changed. And now you have the fear that changing the AFC championship game to a neutral site could lead to the NFL being like, hey, you know what? We made a lot of money putting that game in a neutral site because guess what? Not only did diehard fans travel, but local fans that want to watch a great game against the two best teams in that division go head-to-head -to, -head to see who goes to the Super Bowl. That's also entertaining and something people will pay money for and something that A, Amazon, B, ESPN, 3, CBS, Fox will have an absolute bidding war for. And you know what that does? It sends the dollar sign to continue to roll through Roger Goodell and the NFL's head. Because money made is money earned, and more money is exactly what the NFL's going to make every year. Look at Christmas. Hardly ever played on Christmas. The NBA had Christmas. It was the NBA's day. Hell no. They put three crappy-ass games, swear jar, 
on one day on Christmas and it blew the NFL or the NBA out of the water. Not even close. We're talking Arizona, Tampa Bay. Just saying. The NFL continues to win. Something else that continues to win, Jed Marshall continues to win. That's my tease. We'll come back. We wrap this show up. This guy's no John Mayer, but, but. Do you even um, know who this is? No. Of course not. Am I supposed to? It's Mo. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah. I tend to think I know a lot about music, but obviously I'm, I'm not on your level. Nope. Come on, man. Everybody wants the butthole surfers, Jed. I'll, maybe I'll bump out with that. Okay. I can't believe you've never heard of the butthole surfers, man. Nope. You're around my age. You don't mm. remember that video on MTV? Huh. Dusty, what are we going to do with you? Uh, continue putting me on the air or firing me. One of the two. Oh, those are the only two options? Yep. Oh, well, I guess we'll stick with you doing the radio show. Well, I'm glad that you're a fan of the show. Thanks, Jed. I didn't say that. Uh, I just would prefer that you do that instead of me. I feel like if you weren't a fan, you probably would... Uh, uh, you would probably not interact as much as you do. At least that's what I used to do when I didn't like somebody who was doing shows. Really? Who? Mm. No name is necessary. No, I want to hear. Not a good thing. You'll never get anywhere in life stepping on the backs of others. Put that in your diary. Um, speaking of something that I do want to get to, uh, former Chiefs running back, and a lot of you might be familiar with the story. If not, uh, pretty brutal. Um uh, but Peyton Hillis involved in an accident with his family. Um, his children were drowning in the ocean in Florida. Uh, a riptide had come through and he had rushed out there to save his kids. And now uh, his kids are reportedly safe and healthy. But Peyton Hillis is in critical condition. Um. And according to Twitter, somebody that's a family friend said, I just wanted to let everyone know on Razorbacks Nation that Peyton is doing better. He is still in intensive care and is having some problems with his kidneys and his lungs, but the doctors say he is improving. Just wanted to head off any rumors that may be started. I'm sure he would want everyone to know that he appreciates all of the prayers being thrown up on his behalf. But pretty wild, man. Uh, so, so props to Peyton Hillis, you know, for, for doing his thing and, and making sure that his kids, uh, his kids get out of that. Cause I've, I've never really like had a bad experience with the ocean. Um, I think the only thing that my, uh, that my, that my might be the worst is that I was boogie boarding. You remember those? You, you just rode the wave into the, into the, 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 the shore. Uh, mine did get caught in the undertow and like dragged me into the water, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, Peyton Hillis family's good. He seems to be doing better, but a rough start, uh, to 2023. 
if you missed the show tonight, make sure you go to uh, the Odyssey app. Download uh, download the Odyssey app. Check it out. After Hours, My Ugly Mug is stat right on front, right there. I've, I've noticed that on our podcast page, three different pictures of me. It's like a, a Tumblr of count. There's like one for Red Reaction, one for Fantasy, and one for After Hours. Every picture different. One picture, I'm a huge fat ass. The other picture, look a little better. Look a little different. I see you toning in on it. The the fantasy picture, not a good one. Definitely looks like someone that does a lot of fantasy uh, uh, searches and a lot of fantasy football. After hours, looks like we've made it. We're here, bro. I feel like the red reaction not good image might, might be the worst of the yeah, three. Very it, fat. It's definitely after hours at the top, yeah. then fantasy football, and then a distant third is red reaction show. You, yeah. you do look like you packed on some pounds. They say the yeah. camera adds what? In this 20, picture, 40, 50 pounds. The red reaction one? Yeah. After hours, though, how you doing? Not bad. It's a slim down, Dusty Likens. God. That guy is ready to go. That guy's walking to a bar. That guy's walked to the bar in downtown Lee Summit. He's Which you should if you live close enough. Sure. I mean, I would say take an Uber because it's cold out, but, you know, either way. I feel like that's redundant for Uber. Like, I want someone else to get home safely. I know I'm getting home safely. <laughs> Maybe. Nobody's going to attack me. I'm you too, don't know I, that. I look way too soft. I'm wearing a pink sweatshirt for Christ's sakes. That's because you're a hipster. Am I? Kind of. Yeah. I saw that I was called a hipster on the text line as well. You do That's get not, called that quite a bit. But I'm not a hipster. I'm the farthest thing from a hipster. What is a hipster? A hipster is someone who actually like cares about their fashion and so forth. If I was doing that, do you think I'd be wearing a stocking cap from at least 15 years ago? What's it smell like? Let's take a look. First three aromas that come to your brain. What is it? It actually smells all right. Okay. Like, smells like cigarettes and cats. <laughs> yes. Cigs and kittens. That's awesome. What shampoo do you use? Uh, so I use a apple, a green apple oh. type shampoo, suave. Suave. The cheap stuff is really. Sometimes I'll, I'll splurge and get the, the fruit, or Garnier Fruitis. Yeah. But now that I'm married, I don't really need to do that. I can go with the cheapo shampoo. Yeah. Locked it up. Yeah. Leany, if you're listening. Locked up cheap shampoo, plastic wedding rings. Yeah. You're good to go. Total man. class. All class Jed all Marshall. the way. Yeah. If you want to hear about how to not do things, I can give you plenty of pointers. Oh, man. You should go home and watch Theo Vaughn stand up, by the way, on Netflix. Normal people. You'll like it. Okay. I've never heard of him. Leany, his brother, actually is a stand up mm. comedian. He's on really? tour with Dave Chappelle right now. That's a good name to be paired with. Yeah, he, he <laughs> recently got done touring with uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock. So, yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, because Chris Rock has a Netflix special out right now, doesn't he? Yeah, I need to watch that. Did you also see the picture of the guy heading into the Speaker of the House meeting with the boxes of five guys? No. Dude, he has one, two. It's uh, Gary Grumbach is the guy who tweeted it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retweet it so you can see it if you care. Dude, there is... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven boxes full of five guys. And these boxes are like the Lamar's Donuts box on steroids. Nice. Five guys? Eh. I don't think five guys is that good. And that's an unfortunate last name. Grumbach? Yeah. No. I think that's how you, is that how I would say it? It's spelled G-R-U-M-B-A-C-H. Yeah, Grumbach. Yeah. Grumbach. Is this the butthole surfers? We finally got to the anus surfers. You've really never heard this song. Mm -mm. And there you are. First time for everything. 
It's kind of weird to say I'm losing my virginity to the butthole surfers. It seems like as good of a note to wrap it up on as any. You know who I really liked? Fatboy Slim. Big fan. Uh, again, we do this every night. If you first time listening, you'll know I do it all the time. But, hey, this, this world is messed up. It's disgusting and cruel. Go do something nice for somebody. Let them in the left lane. Let them in the right lane. Open a door. Say hi. Give them a head nod. High five. Fist bounce. Go do something nice for somebody. That's the best thing I can give you. I'm Dusty Likens. Have a good night. Thanks to Jed Marshall. Everybody out there, thanks a lot. Take care. Sense.